Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And that is Elemat um, and that's Bayete uh, talking about Amadlozi. And right now, I guess we need some ancestral intervention as uh, we uh, try and figure out how to treat fellow Africans um, and, and looking at immigration laws. And joining us uh, right now is spokesperson of the Department of Home Affairs. Um, Home Affairs Minister uh, Malusi Gigaba um, said the 25 people who have been arrested uh, are going to be charged for contravening the Immigration Act um, before being deported. And uh, this in, in response to a, a, a report about uh, 25 um, undocumented immigrants in our country and uh, the department has since uh, gotten under spotlight of immigrants saying but uh, we do want to be legal in the country um, but get so frustrated with the sub- with the service as we try and um, get proper documentation there's corruption um, and, and there's frustration all sorts and that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, talking about uh, immigration documentation or unlawful um, uh, undocumented uh, migrants in our country. Should we even be titling or even co- be calling them that during Africa Month and joining us right now um, to talk about uh, this uh, a, a bit further? We are joined by this spokesperson, uh, Mr. Tweta. Good, af- good afternoon and welcome, sir. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Kisalda, and good afternoon to your viewers, listeners. Sorry. I guess the yeah, you're so used to being on television. <laughs> this is radio. I, I guess the question begs: um, Is the Home Affairs losing the battle against illegal um, immigration? No, on the contrary, we are we are improving and we are taking more progressive steps to making sure that people who are firstly within the country are documented, and those that will come in future use the proper channels to come into the country. There was a time not too long ago where quite a lot of, of, of immigrants were in the country didn't have documentation. Mm. Uh, and since then, and since around 2008, when government decided that um, after the xenophobic attacks that there would be a program to, to, to give documentation to those people that were in the country and didn't have documentation, we've seen a number of projects come um, onto, the, onto the system. Amongst those is the Zimbabwe Special Project, the Sutu Special Project. Uh, there was a cessation for Angola and other SADC countries that were given certain um, certain um, exemptions for them to get documentation. So on that front, we've done quite well in making sure that the people that are in the country are documented. Further than that, we've also introduced some technology and some improvements at our border gates mm. and are beginning to work more constructively with our, with our counterparts in defense and police to make sure that uh, the borderline is, is, is guarded a lot better than it's current, it has been in the past. So we, are, we, are, we, we haven't won the fight, but we are improving and we are, we are um, strengthening uh, a number of areas with regards to uh, immigration in and out of the country. So in the, in the raids that were done um, um, jointly with other partners as the department, what were the findings? Well, if you recall, um, the last year or, or, or a year before that, when the minister was still at Home Affairs before uh, he was redeployed to, um, to National Treasury, he had announced a program where a number of sectors, which are known to um, to employ 
people without the right documentation, mm-hmm. uh, those sectors would be would be um, investigated, and a number of raids would be happening in those sectors. Those were mainly hospitality, uh, which included restaurants and and and. Um, hotels and also also construction sector, also the farming sector. So that was a program that was started two years ago and, and, and it was a decision made by, by the department that look, we, we're in a bit of a difficult situation in that we, we have limited amount of uh, immigration officers mm-hmm. who can assist us in, in, in finding all the people without documentation. And rather than chasing after um, those people without documentation, let's also uh, address and, and, and um, deal with people who are without documentation because the incentive is created by those people who are trying to flout Immigration Act and Labor Acts to employ people without documentation for their own selfish intentions. So we, we are targeting managers and we are targeting um, businesses that are conducting themselves in an, in an unlawful manner mm. uh, so that we, we, we minimize the incentive that exists in the, in the labor market because most of the people that are coming to South Africa are are really looking for for um, labor opportunities. So the, the department is, is is undertaking that that, pro, uh, that project. And and how how feasible uh, would granting uh, all undocumented uh, immigrants that are in the country already general amnesty? Well, we, we've done that for certain countries, and and it, it, it creates it creates um, a problem when. It, it, it needs to be continuously done um, to no end. And, and uh, you know, for, for certain sectors of society where the, the, the labor pressures don't exist, which is mostly your middle class and so forth, it's an easy decision to make. But when the, the, the movement of, of certain forms of, 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 um, of immigration is mostly around low-skilled areas and the, the, the pressures and the and the problems play themselves out in, in low-skilled labor um, competition, it becomes a bit more of a difficult decision to make. Mm. We, we, we have a responsibility as, as a government to, uh, first and foremost, be, be cognizant of the difficult position of South African citizens. Many of those in low-skilled areas who are looking for employment and looking for opportunities. So we have a responsibility to make sure that they, they are given opportunities of employment. So it's not a... It, 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 it's a it's a very it's a very it's a balancing act that the Department of Home Affairs has to do. We can't, however, just um, just make blanket decisions that yeah. are going to have socio-economic impacts on certain certain sections of the population. But where where where, where we have been able to um, give give documentation to certain groups, we have done so. And as I've said, we've done that with the with the Zimbabwean population, which was um, which was the biggest um, which was the biggest immigrant. Um, population in South Africa mm. uh, because of the certain of the certain situations that happen. Do, so do, we've done that in certain areas, but we can't undertake just a, a blanket um, amnesty for for all groups. Do you have a, a specific criteria um, that you use to select which country? You've just indicated now that um, perhaps uh, because Zimbabwe had a, a, a larger population group, uh, what happens to those who come for asylum, um, seeking asylum in, in South Africa? What sort of criteria do you then use uh, in, in providing this documentation? Well, the... the, 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 well, the the pressures we face are always from the, are mostly from the Sadak region, mm. uh, and uh, and as far as the criteria goes for 
um, for asylum seekers, there isn't a criteria. If if you are fee- if you are fleeing persecution in your country, and you come to South Africa and you apply for protection, we don't say to you, no, if you're from Congo, you can't have protection, or if you're from Malawi, you can't have protection. You are within the constitution. You are allowed to apply for 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 um, for for asylum. Mm. Um, but what we have done, because we understood that some of the people that were using the asylum seekers system were not necessarily people who were fleeing persecution or, or, or political rights. It was people who were looking for, for work opportunities. They were economic migrants. Mm. So the, the, the Zimbabwe special permit helped in removing some of those people from, from applying for asylum and took them to another, um, to another permit system that, that then unblocked some of the, of the backlog that existed in the asylum system. So there, there isn't a, um, um, a criteria per se for, for asylum seekers. Uh, but in terms of the Zimbabwe special permit and the Lesotho special permit, we have um, we have obviously been been cognizant of of the of the SADC region, and we have taken decisions, uh, well balanced decisions, to make sure that movement in SADC is in is in is in, is in favour of SADC, but also in, mm. in, in 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 the interest of South Africa. So, how do we ensure that uh, there's balance in 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 um, deciding uh, which skills uh, South Africa needs the most? Do we just allow anybody that is in the country uh, who is uh, who has migrated from their country uh, and, and in, in making this decision between Lesotho and Zimbabwe and maybe future decisions? Well, remember, SADC is, is, is embarking on its own free movement um, um, program. So mm. we, we are trying to ease movement in the SADC region. That's why you don't have to apply for a visa to, to move in the SADC region. The last country that w- was requesting a visa was Angola. So there are, there are attempts to ease movement within SADC. That notwithstanding, we do acknowledge there's a problem, there's a problem in the lower-skilled um, migrant labor areas, which I've, 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 I've spoken to you yeah. about. And we, we have to make decisions to, to accommodate them, but not at the expense of South African citizens. Mm. In the critical skills area, um, it, it, it's it's a government that determines which areas we are we are short of in terms of critical skills. Sure. That's done with the Department of Education and the Department of Trade and Industry. We look at a number of sectors where um, the South African um, the South African labor or, or education system isn't producing those particular skills to the level that we want, and then we 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 label those critical skills or scarce skills, and we allow people to apply for those specific permits for those areas. There's a, um, a a conversation that was heard, um, chaired by Mark um, Bafu, who is uh, African Diaspora Forum chairperson, uh, during the national investigative hearing on migration, xenophobia, and social cohesion, uh, where the call was, you know, as a department, as a country, as government, you're doing too much damage in, in trying to protect South Africa as opposed to seeing South Africa as part of um, the continent. Let's hear your views when we return. Let's have the conversation. 891 
inviting you to give us a call on that number 891 and uh, also your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, this is SAFM Radio. We welcome your SMSs as well, 40938, charged at 150. And on both uh, Twitter and Facebook, you can hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live as we take your calls right now talking about uh, uh, undocumented immigrants uh, is in your view is the home affairs um, on the ball uh, and and um, do they have all the right and, and necessary um, um, processes in place to ensure that uh, this is not as frustrating and joining us is Michael Metrete who is home affairs uh, spokesperson and this is I'm an African as we take your calls uh, your response to people mm-hmm. who are saying you're doing more damage in trying to protect South Africa I, I don't, I don't know what that would mean. Um, the, the the national government of South Africa has a responsibility for its South African citizens, but it, the, but the national government has also um, taken an approach that hasn't um, looked to cut South Africa out of Africa. It has taken an approach that acknowledges that South Africa needs to. To, to integrate aggressively into Africa, but those decisions are not made um, in vacuum of, of socioeconomic conditions. Mm-hmm. And the, the, there's no country on the continent or even outside of the continent that, that doesn't have immigration laws that seek to, that seek to uh, protect its own interests, whether for economic or social or, or, even, um, or, or even security risks. So the argument being made that, um, you know, we are, we are hurting um, South Africa by trying to protect South Africa, I, I really don't grasp that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've heard the arguments of Mark before, and I, I, I fundamentally disagree with them. If you look at the makeup of, of um, which country in, on the African continent has the most mixture of, of, of citizens from different African countries, South Africa will probably be the top country on that, on that list, because mm-hmm. we are cosmopolitan, we are open to Africa, and we do have a lot of African uh, immigrants that are, that are well um, integrated into, into South Africa. But again, as I'm saying, that is not done um, in, an, in an irresponsible so. and... Um, and, um, especially considering that South that Africa, give, especially considering that uh, South Africa is a young democracy. Uh, let's uh, take your calls right now. Uh, let's go to Limpopo. Jeffrey, good afternoon. Afternoon, how are you? I'm great, thank you, sir. I'm great. I am calling from from Limpopo, far north of Tulukwane. Yeah, in, in this part of the country, that initially. Jeffrey, if you can just kindly move around, uh, we appreciate that you've been holding for a while, but your line is just not. Then my line is there. It, it's much better. Where you standing? Stay there with those okay. Okay. pigeons. I want. I want right. Okay. Um. Can you hear me? Loud and clear now. Yeah. What I'm saying is, initially, when this thing of Im- illegal immigration uh, took place or occurred especially in this part of the country. Mm. It doesn't mean the government did not notice it. You know why it was not strictly followed up? It was because many of the illegal immigrants who, uh, uh, um, uh, took over farm, 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 as farm workers, where many of our, of, our, of our citizens were not interested in. And the, the government 
is benefiting uh, the, the, the farming industry in the area. Mm. So they didn't follow it up. Now it 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 opened a, a wider and wider, wherein even more people from different industries used the same channel, saturating many parts of our country, not only in farming. Then it is when that the government is realizing that this thing started by actually benefiting us because the initial um, plan was to mm. have every child of South Africa getting into the mainstream education, sure. free education, and then they did not want uh, their children to go and work on farms. So they did not have a, pro- a problem if farmers were employing illegal immigrants. Now that it has widened itself up, it is beginning now to act against us. Is then that we are beginning to make noise about it. I think the first step, we need skills from our neighboring countries, but it must be done in the correct manner. And the first step is to deal with the, 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 the farming industry. How those many, many farms, uh, especially in the Zoutpansberg area and mm. the old days area and Mosina, almost 90% of the farm workers there are coming from our neighboring countries. Thank you, Jeffrey. All right. And unfortunately, you know, time just becomes a a challenging issue. Um, I've always advocated for just writing your thoughts so that uh, we can get straight to it. Uh, Mr. Trete, your response to skills transfer regarding um, migrant laborers as, as, um, you know, a form of addressing skills shortage in the country. Well, Jeffrey is, uh, is quite correct, but um, the, the only area I would disagree with them is that uh, government has never said we are we are we are okay with undocumented migrants working in the in, in, in the agricultural sector. But he's quite right in that if it wasn't for 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 for, for migrants coming from 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 Zimbabwe and other neighboring countries, we would have quite a serious problem in terms of food security. They have played quite a Quite a great role in the in the agricultural sector, mm-hmm. uh, and specifically to to some of the points that it's raising of urbanisation and and yeah. education and people um, having a different perspective on on working on farms. Similar things have happened with America and Mexico, where uh, some some certain jobs are are are, are, are more taken up by by Mexican um, migrants. But the, the point here is that there is documentation, though, for seasonal workers to work on farms. So mm-hmm. even even in that context, where we, we make the argument that we we are we are, we appreciate and we do want people from other countries to work in South Africa, there is necessary documentation for for that type of work to take place. Where there are farmers or, or business people that want to take advantage of that uh, and employ people who are undocumented for exploitation, for yeah, yeah. for lower payment of those uh, of those workers. Uh, government must must deal with it quite quite um, quite heavily, and that's and that's what the minister announced when he said that he wants us to to take on farms and to take on business people who are employing people, uh, flouting labour acts and, and immigration acts. Sure, and uh, we're taking a news break right now, and uh, we continue the conversation. Uh, I am an African. We're talking undocumented uh, immigrants, and uh, Michael Metrete from Home Affairs as a spokesperson is joining us. Here's the news headlines with Uti. Let's have the conversation. 0891 104 207. 
All right, uh, let's have the conversation as SAFM Radio. We're leading the conversation and uh, we go back to your lines and uh, also uh, invite you to send us uh, voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, we also both on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, let's go to Glad in Whitbank. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you so much uh, uh, for your patience, uh, sir. Yes, my mine is a question which I think maybe uh, I'll get help from uh, the home affairs gentlemen. Mm. Um, I'm a Zimbabwean, so what happened in 2010? I was given a DZP, um, and then upon expiring in 2014, the company that I was working for uh, they asked me to go and renew. But uh, by that time, the almost, I mean, the minister of home affairs, he hasn't yet uh, told us to go and, and, and uh, renew the permits. So they used their lawyers to apply for a new permit, mm-hmm. of which I was given a general work permit, which was uh, valid for three years. Then in 2017, that general work permit expired. When I wanted to renew it, they said they cannot renew it for me. And then I I wanted to go back again to that dispensation of which they said I'm, I'm no longer in the system. Hmm. So now I'm, I'm nowhere. I don't know what to do now. All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Led. We took your details down. We'll share them with uh, Mr. Trete and uh, we'll monitor how that progresses. Thank you for sharing your story. All right, uh, that, that we move to Alita in Tefontaine. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Alita. How are you, ma'am? I'm great, thank you, ma'am. Welcome. I'm good, thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank you. And then the line just disappoints you after holding for so long. Thank you, though. Thank you. We'll try and, and um, uh, just uh, try and find a better spot so we can have a conversation with you, Alita. Let's go to Paul in Somerset West. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and your guest. You know, we are the 13th most added country in the world. Our annual rainfall is 450 millimeters compared to the world's average of 860. Uh, there was about 10 years back... Uh, the survey that said from 2030 we'll start having trouble with water supplies in our cities. And mm-hmm. there's many, there's some uh, towns that already run out from time to time for two, three days without water. We mm-hmm. had this big scare of day zero in the Western Cape. Then the report also said in 2050 mm-hmm. there won't be enough water. Now, what I want to say is we can't uh, have this influx of all those millions of people. And when we run out of water and there's no water on the taps, there will be uh, revolts and chaos. You know that uh, America, that is 20 to 30 percent of the world's economy, has uh, troops, soldiers, uh, and uh, policemen on the borders to keep out illegal immigrants. Uh, Germany, that is uh, more than a third of Europe's economy, come from Germany. Many German people were upset when the Chancellor Angela Merkel wanted to bring in one million people into the country. Uh, They say they can't afford it. Now, we are a middle-class country. We can't afford this millions and millions of people just just streaming. I'd rather say that our government, 
must, uh, with the United Nations, must force these countries, the rulers that run their country into the ground, sure. like uh, Mugabe did in Zimbabwe, mm. if I mean left like multi-millionaires, but the people are dying of hunger, and uh, Nitu in uh, Angola was uh, ruled for 30 years, and his daughter was the richest woman, or is the richest woman in Africa. Uh, you know, you have some countries like in Africa, like uh, Kenya and, uh, and uh, Namibia, that has camps. Um, they keep in all the illegal immigrants. We can't afford that people just come in. We can't afford to give them housing education. Noted, Paul. Noted, and, and I guess it does affect somehow uh, service delivery, but how do we um, merge what the SADC region leadership is trying to do in opening uh, borders? Mulaudzi um, on Twitter says, uh, they they used to say that immigration is a movement of uh, the people from one place to another place. Uh, they didn't explain how. Um, they opened the borders once uh, uh, we won democracy. Everyone was allowed to enter in and go out to a place uh, they want. And uh, now they realize that uh, it's out of hand. All right, let's take Alita in Tefontaine. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Hi, hi, Alita. Let's Hello. hope that uh, the line is better now. Yeah, the line is better. Yes, Crisaldo. My comment is this. My husband, he had a, 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 a permit. Mm-hmm. Now his permit expired. And then after the, 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 the permit expired, he, 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 he had to, to, to apply. Mm. But now, during the time that he had to apply, it was during those years it was uh, uh, the civil war in his country. By the way, he's from Cote d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, he had to go, uh, uh, apply for a permit from the embassy. Then they bring it home. So during that time, the home affairs, everything was bent down. So it was a challenge for him to get the passport from home. Sure. So eventually, after the things were reorganized again from his country, he got the passport back, tried again now to... Uh, uh, apply for, for, for his permit. Mm. They say we must give a letter of a, a, a good cause, of which we did. They rejected the letter of a good cause. Mm. And uh, we had again to apply for another letter of a good cause. And we've been married for 12 years. He's been here since 1998. All right, Alita, we also have your details. Um, we'll get someone uh, from Home Affairs to follow up your, your case and uh, le- let's get it sorted. At least get an answer on, on where to from here. Okay. Thank you so much for the call. Okay. And and as you respond uh, to that, Mr. Chwete, there's also a case in Cape Town uh, where uh, for 15 months, a couple, uh, Rodriguez Beguma and uh, Sarah Hubbard, have been trying to obtain a, a, a visa for their life partner. They've been together for 15 months and uh, I mean there's cases of uh, people being forced to sleep with uh, cash notes under their mattresses um, where they don't have documents that in case there's a raid they're able to just pay bribes. Uh, What is the message uh, from Home Affairs as we together seek solutions in ensuring that uh, as a united Africa we have responses uh, to these challenges? Look, those are those are wide-ranging issues, and and some of them are, are anecdotal uh, in that they are specific to 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 that particular applicant. And I would need the details, as you explained to mm. to some of the callers. I would need the details of of their cases to find out what happened. 
far, but if I can just speak off the top of my head, for, for the one caller who said he had a problem with the ZSP, uh, he didn't apply for it because the, the minister didn't announce it, um, I would have to correct that and say that uh, the, the ZSP was obviously well um, well publicized, mm. and we received over 100,000 applications for that. Um, it's, it, it obviously, it, had a, a, it ran for a particular period and it eventually closed. It's unfortunate that he missed that particular cycle. Um, and it's, it's also important for people to understand that you, you, it, it's a country's prerogative within the law to, to determine whether or not you, you, you can come in, into that country. You, are not, you don't have a natural right to be in a country, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because you, 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 you believe it's so. The country can make that determination based on its laws, and, and um, I would have to get the details of those particular cases to, to sure. find out if there was a rejection, what happened, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, to, the, to the other issues that Paul was raising about, um, about an influx and so mm. forth, I think, I think we've, we've discussed that, and we've, we've spoken about how the South African government is trying to manage migration for its best interest, which is mostly economic development. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've um, said to you that we want skilled labor, we want skilled migrants in the country. So far, that minister has even proposed that we should begin giving permanent residency to, to, to students of, of, um, from the African continent who are studying in, in critical skill areas, whether it's mathematics or, or engineering or science. And, and that's something that's beginning to happen because, as the minister says himself, we, we give education to a lot of young, bright minds, and it should be in South Africa's best interest to, to retain some of those critical skills for our own economic development. And that's something that we are doing um, unapologetically. Sure. On on but that note of, of earlier, we are trying to. Ma- on that note of critical skills, yes. as as you conclude your views, let's hear a voice note um, that talks exactly to that issue. Hi, Zile. Um, I'm actually calling to find out from Mr. Chwete. What I want to find out from him is that what criteria do they use when they decide what skills fall under the critical skills or the scarce skills category? And I ask because I'm a foreign social worker and I've been um, I've been in South Africa for the last six years. And I think for as long as I've been here, social work has been considered a critical skill, a scarce skill. But whenever the list of scarce skills come up, it is not there, which makes it very difficult to renew your permit each and every time. So I just want to find out why is there a discrepancy when the government um, pronounces a certain profession a scarce skill? How come that doesn't reflect on the home affairs system as well? All right. Uh, thank you very much uh, for that voice note. Your response, Mr. Chueta. Well, Kusalza, I spoke to you earlier about this and I told you that uh, the Department of Trade and Industry, along with the Department of Education and Home Affairs, uh, and economic development to make determinations based on an assessment of, of the economy and, and also the, the education system. Mm. So they, they look at certain areas where we, we need to be strengthened and they, they, they then list a number of areas of, which are going to be referred to as critical skills. In the past, we, we, we had a bit of a, a wider um, collective of critical skills and now we've pinpointed it to quite um, economic um, catalyst areas. So we, we are quite targeted about what, what we refer to as critical skills, but people do apply for those, for those critical skills and people are given those, sure. um, those, those permits for critical skills. Unfortunately, the determination of those critical skills can be made by, 
by other people who mm. say that they, they will determine what South Africa needs. Uh, some may say we need more social workers, some may say we need more artists, some may say we need more soccer players, but unfortunately that determination is made on a scientific um, analysis based on what the economy needs at, at, at that particular moment. So, sure. Mr. Chwete, we're going to give you contact details of uh, the two callers, Alita and Led, and uh, hopefully they will uh, find closure in their matters. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. That's uh, Michael Metrete, who's Omafe's uh, spokesperson. Uh, that's um, an African, and uh, that's where we conclude the conversation on documented or undocumented immigration and what that entails and what sort of a challenge uh, is this posing uh, for Africa, for South Africa.